0: Hi, this is Rick Probst. We are excited about Every Man's Battle coming to Atlanta, April the 10th through the 12th. If you're a guy, you'll want to be there. And listen, if you're a pastor or you know a pastor, Steve and New Life Live are offering free admittance to the Every Man's Battle Conference. Check it out. Hey, this gift includes meals, the teaching sessions, the small group sessions, the whole package. If you'd like to find out more, you can on our website, faithtalk970.com. Here's a sample of what you're going to experience at Every Man's Battle, April 10th through the 12th. Here's Steve Arterburn and Jason Martinkus. Listen to this.
1: Hi, this is Steve Arterburn on this New Life Perspective on Every Man's Battle, Sexual Addiction, uh, Sexual Purity, Sexual Integrity. It's a New Life Perspective that I'm doing today with Jason Martinkus. Jason is a recovering sex addict with a restored marriage. He's our speaker at Every Man's Battle, and he is in private practice as a counselor, and we're glad that he works with New Life. So, Jason, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Um, a wife of a, uh, someone with a problem, why should she listen something like this she doesn't have the problem she doesn't need to get help what's going on I mean how would it help her
2: I think a couple reasons to listen one is to get an element of hope that clearly if she's listening and she sees some things going on in her husband that give her cause for concern, she needs to know that there's hope, that there's help for guys that are struggling with these types of issues Mm -hmm. and help for them to change the way they interact with their wives. Mm A second thing is to start having an eye for some of the things that you see, some of the symptoms that you see in a guy that's struggling with sexual integrity issues. Okay,
1: and then if you were a man with the problem, why
2: would you want to listen? To get a couple of tips and tools, Mm -hmm. to get a couple of things that might just help day-to-day. Okay. And also find out what the workshop is about, just to have an idea of what's going to happen if I decide to go and actually take the step of getting help.
1: Okay. So uh, if I'm back to the wife, what are some things that I might be feeling, experiencing, witnessing, seeing that would say, you know, this guy, he needs to get
2: some help. Mm Mm-hmm. You know Some of the obvious things that stand out to wives, you see your husband do things like double take whenever you're walking through the mall. You see him gawking mm-hmm. his head's on the swivel whenever he notices other women walking by.
1: Okay, now let's just clarify that because okay. I don't want a woman whose husband is not a sex addict, who doesn't have a lust problem. I don't want her to contrive something in her mind just because you know there's an attractive woman and he can't help but see and then He's right back with her. He doesn't turn his head. He doesn't, you know, he's not
2: locked in, but he, he would notice because men notice beautiful women. Do you get what I'm saying? I do. Absolutely. Men, men notice beautiful women. Yeah. And that's just a reality of, of the way that we're designed. There's a big difference between noticing and gawking. Right. Big difference between noticing and looking again to notice again. Yeah. And, and, and right. so
1: that's, let's talk about the gawk. Uh, gawking is where you're locked in there. And and you're looking her up and down, and it it's uh, not just noticing. Oh, there's a there's a woman that just walked by, or there's a woman over there in my peripheral vision. It's different than that. It is. Uh, I mean, it's obvious. He's quite interested in the way someone else looks. Right. All over. All over. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. Yes. And and the essence of that being whether or not he has a sexual integrity issue. Just the idea of, is he honoring his wife with yeah. what he's doing with his eyes? Does he even care
1: is, uh, is a big thing. So while we, we don't want to get too hyper over just a man being a man, we also don't want to neglect the fact that he doesn't really care what she thinks. Because what an insult it is to a woman to be with a man who can't keep his eyes off of other women. And mm-hmm. it is, it's a symptom. It's, it's a problem, but
2: it's also a symptom. It is. It's an indicator a lot of times that there's something deeper going on. Again, even if it's not a sexual addiction type of issue, there's mm-hmm. an issue going on in his heart that he's not honoring his wife.
1: Yeah. Okay, so she might see that going on. What yes. What else might she see?
2: A lot of times she's going to see things like heavy guilt and shame a real defensive posture from him. Whenever she brings up things related to sexual integrity, if she brings those things up, but also around other things, taking out the trash, getting the car washed, the way they do parenting, the way they handle finances. A strong defensive and reactionary response from him yeah. a lot of times indicates there's something else going on with him, something that he's ashamed of.
1: And as they get further down into the problem or further along in the progression, she's going to experience some unaccounted for times
2: away. Absolutely. There will be things that just don't line up in yeah. the timeline of his life. Right. Things like erased Internet history. Sometimes you see that. Yep. Numbers on a cell phone that don't make any sense. Right. Or uh, deleted he did cell phone records, text records, things like that happen as well.
1: I would just say if your husband doesn't give you his cell phone whenever you say, I'd li- I need to make a call, he's got a problem. There's something he's hiding. Now, it might not be sexual addiction, but it's definitely he doesn't understand about becoming one in a marriage and he's not fostering intimacy. Mm-hmm. My wife asked for my cell phone. I wouldn't even think about it. I would just hand it to her, because, and she wouldn't think about it. I've got to look through this or something. She'd make her phone call. Also, I believe if he is not willing to give her his password. Full access. Shouldn't, shouldn't be any secrets whatsoever. And a secretive guy, he thinks he's entitled to his own private life. Mm-hmm. no. The only reason you want to be entitled
2: is there's sin that you're covering up. That that was true of me. I didn't want my wife to look through my wallet. Not because I had anything in there to hide, but because I was entitled to my privacy. And that was just a glimpse, just a metaphor of of the rest of my life, that I was hiding things. And that's one of the things we talk about at EMB is it's time for full disclosure and full openness, that there should be no secrets, no conversation is off limits. Anything that could be hidden will come to light. Okay, so what we're saying is if you're
1: married to a man and there's hiddenness there, Mm -hmm. you just really need to, rather than overlook it or think the best, I want to believe the best, you need to realize that, that that's an indication of a barrier and a problem underlying it. All right, now if a man is listening, let's go to him. What are some things that he's going, well, we kind of already told some things that he's going to be experiencing, Mm -hmm. but let's talk about some of the feelings down inside that he's going to be experiencing as his wife notices he's got a problem and he tries to cover it up.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, back to that defensiveness, that defensive posture. Mm -hmm. Guys say things like, I feel like she's interrogating me Mm -hmm. when all she's simply doing is asking questions to get some clarity on some things. So feeling like the, the light is shining bright on mm-hmm. them, I'll tell you, for me, when I was in the middle of my addiction, I walked around with heavy, heavy guilt and shame. Sure. Yeah. You know, I, I saw myself in a really bad light. I hated mm-hmm. myself. Yeah. Another thing that shows up a lot of times for these guys is this sense that nothing is ever going to change. Mm-hmm. This deep place of hopelessness. Mm-hmm. I hated when my head hit the pillow at night and it was still and quiet. Yeah. Because in that stillness and quiet, I realize the depth of my pain. Right. I realize the hopelessness that I experienced. Yeah, Walking around with that is a terrible way to live. Right.
1: right. Okay. So despair, shame, hopelessness, all of those things are starting to go on. You've got a need to cover up. You, yep. you feel
2: entitled, like you say, to your privacy, your secret world. And you realize you start to lie a yeah. lot of times about things that are completely mm-hmm. inconsequential. You start lying to cover up things that really have no bearing on life. You lie about, I lied about the grade of milk I bought. It was Mm -hmm. 1% versus 2% Mm -hmm. because lying was becoming a pattern in my life. Yeah. Okay. And you also
1: probably
2: believe that
1: you're exceptional. And what I mean by that is you will convince yourself you have an exceptional sex drive that no other man understands or or that your wife doesn't understand. You you will think that you are the exceptional man that needs his privacy to refuel or that that, you know, whatever it is, you, you come to believe in your exceptionalism mm-hmm. as an excuse for whatever you're
2: doing. Sure. And that that's, a again, a function of this struggle is that we'll come up with ways to justify what we're doing yeah. rather than admitting that it's really wrong. right? And guys come to EMB like that all the time saying, I've got a high libido. Mm-hmm. I've just got a strong libido. Yeah. I've got this urge and it's well, got to it be taken more. care of. Yeah. Not necessarily true because a lot of times what we've done is we've, we've supersized our yeah, libido. That's right. Yeah.
1: If you feed it uh, and, and you feed it with inappropriate, unholy sexual images or experiences, It's going to get out of hand.
0: Hey, we're going to hear more from Steve Arterburn, And Jason Martinkus talking about Every Man's Battle. Every Man's Battle coming to Atlanta, April the 10th through the 12th. If you're a pastor or you know a pastor, Steve and New Life Live is offering, listen to this, free admittance to Every Man's Battle. The conference, that's right. It includes meals, the teaching sessions, the whole package. Find out more at faithtalk970.com. Now back to Steve Arterburn and Jason Martinkus. They're talking about every man's battle. Alright, so now let's talk about
1: the man, let's just go with him deciding that he's he's gonna call. He gets calls one eight hundred new life and he goes to the to every man's battle, he checks into a hotel, and what just take me through what he's going to be experiencing okay. after he checks into that hotel. And he's there. He doesn't want to be there, probably. He's wondering sometimes why he ever agreed to do this. And he's just thinking, I'm the guy that ought to be walking out
2: this door. You just described 90% of the guys that yeah. show up. Okay. First of all, it's awkward to walk into that hotel yeah. because you wonder what you're walking into. How is this going to be advertised? Most guys tell their pastor and their friends, I'm going to a men's conference, mm-hmm. Christian men's conference. But it's a safe place, and here's what I mean by that. There are no signs pointing out the workshop, what Mm -hmm. it's about, the content or nature of it. There's nobody on the staff that understands, on the hotel staff, that understands why they're here. Nobody's looking at them like a pervert. There's
1: no sign that says, all regular hotel guests sign in here. Sex addicts, perverts, and people with just uh, high libidos check, <laughs> check in over here. No, right. that's not that does there. Not, happen. not a sign on the door. Not it's not all about new, new life, really. It not, is not uh,
2: every man's battle, or so no one would know. That's right. That's right. So then, uh, guys walk in. They come to the the check in for the workshop, and uh, what they're going to find is people that receive them warmly, sitting behind the desk to check them in. Mm-hmm. Guys who are counselors and part of our new life staff. Uh, They're also going to see that the other guys standing in line are normal. Right. And, and guys say that all the time. I was expecting to show up and find a bunch of weirdos, but yeah. is, these look like guys that I could see in my church every Sunday morning. Right, because they are people that you see in churches every Sunday morning. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So they go through a check-in process, and then we go through a little orientation. And it's interesting to watch at the orientation. Uh, we huddle up in a group to go through that, and you can you could drive a bus between the guys. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to stand real no. close to anyone else. No. By the end of the weekend, you know, there's a lot of closeness that's been born. A lot of guys hug each other before they leave the end of the week. Yep. Um, so then what we do is we go through a series of teaching sessions and breakout sessions. Teaching sessions are three words. I would describe those. This is what I hear feedback on. Number one, they're, they're safe. We, we set up a no shame zone where there's going to be absolutely no judgment. There's going to be no no shame cast upon them. Right. So it's safe. It's real. I hear this feedback a lot. We deal with this issue in a very real way, a very direct way. A way that's honest and gets into the lives of guys Mm -hmm. that they can relate to. And then relevant. What we deal with is relevant. The tools that we give guys this weekend, they're relevant. They can use them the moment they walk out the door. So I think just to describe what a guy will experience, something unlike he's probably ever experienced before. This is unlike any men's conference Mm -hmm. that he's probably ever been to. Most guys say it's the safest place on the planet for them to be them in this weekend.
1: Well, uh, that is just so true. So... So he uh, ends up in a group with some other men mm-hmm. led by a counselor and doesn't want to share probably, but then all of a sudden
2: probably the counselor starts to share. That's right. We set up the weekend based on the idea of me too, mm-hmm. me too, that we are fe- fellow strugglers, fellow journeymen, right? Walk in this walk. Right. And so in the first session of the weekend, I share my story of being a, a suicidal sexual addict mm-hmm. by the grace of God, free from that. That kind of opens the door. Then they'll get into a breakout where a counselor will share his story. And, and I think that's one of the great things about this weekend is we've got counselors who have been in the trenches mm-hmm. and are willing to come back and get in the trenches with mm-hmm. guys. They don't do this from afar. They don't do this from a distance, from a, from a position of superiority. They are in the trenches, too. Mm. And then so they're going to sit in a room with, with usually eight or nine other guys, and they're going to hear the other guys' stories and realize we're all more alike than different. Yeah. And why does this help? How, how does this
1: help? I mean, you're, you're saying that, like, okay, yeah, I did it. I looked at the magazines, and mm-hmm. she's get, she
2: got angry. But where does it go from there? Yeah, you, well, the first thing, confession is, is a stepping stone on the path to healing. We mm-hmm. understand that biblically. Right. It's not healing in and of itself, but it's a step in the right direction. There James, con- James 5.16, right. confess your sins
1: to one another, pray for each other, and there it is, that you might be healed. Very specific.
2: We know without confession, no healing is going to take place. That, that's key. Yeah. So we have to start there with telling our stories. What guys experience from there that's helpful, though, is they start to understand why they do what they do, mm-hmm. that they're not just a pervert. They don't just have a high libido. They're not just a hypocrite and a bad Christian, that there's something driving them to do what they're doing. And the way that I say it is this. We use our, our sexuality to sort of satisfy a thirst that's going on in our soul. Mm-hmm. And so we help them understand how they're doing that, why they're doing that, and then we give them the tools on Saturday. We empower them to go out and really fight this fight. Guys leave the weekend, I think, feeling uh, ten times more confident than they came in because they understand why they do it and they have a plan to stop it. Now, look, if you're a man,
1: it just makes sense that you picked this thing to quench that thirst. To quench the thirst of the soul through God, well, you have to be humble. It's a process. He doesn't immediately speak to you. Mm-hmm. You don't have uh, a mountaintop experience in the beginning. And so all you have to do is just flip this little switch, and you're off in a different world. So I'm for a, a man, it, it really... It just makes sense. It's not weird or strange that this would happen. And it also makes sense that rather than get to know a woman, be authentic and transparent with her and be vulnerable, you haven't been taught that. So you just go flip this switch, the lust switch, and wherever it leads you to gawking or pornography or another woman or massage parlors or strip joints or whatever – I'm just saying we understand that this is something that's that's why we call it every man's battle. You can fall into it so easily because the other stuff, although much, much more fulfilling, requires
2: some effort on your part. Mm -hmm. Effort and risk. Yeah, Effort and risk. I mean, whether you're married or single, you show up at this workshop. One of the things that we see is that it's it's about false intimacy, Mm -hmm. and false intimacy just means... It feels like intimacy, but there's no risk on your part. Yeah. And that's what all this stuff offers is a false intimacy, a feeling of closeness, connectedness, and love without any risk of being rejected. Right. One of the things that happens at the weekend is you get an opportunity to let somebody love you. Some other guys love you in a really safe, healthy way. You can risk yourself, feel what it feels like to be accepted whenever somebody starts to know you. And then take that out to the real world and use it. Apply it in your marriage. Apply it in your significant relationships. Okay. So it's hard
1: to explain how, from Friday to Sunday, this amazing transformation takes place. But we believe it is a supernatural transformation that the Holy Spirit is there. And if you have this one ingredient that you need, this is all you need to bring. You don't even need to bring an extra pair
2: of underwear if you'll bring this. And it's called willingness. Yes. Willingness. Show up willing to receive whatever God has yeah. for you. We have a program after the fact called Sustain Victory. It's our aftercare program. I ask guys in those groups, hey, wh- what was the X factor for the weekend? Mm-hmm. What was the thing that helped you get the most out of the weekend? Mm-hmm. And that's that's one of the key things they say. I showed up ready for God to speak to me. Yeah, Ready yeah. to get something. The X factor is something you have
1: to provide there to add to the equation that makes it work. Yes. All right, so a guy goes and he Goes home, and what happens when he hits the house there, opens the door, and maybe when he left, he was at his moment of greatest shame when Mm -hmm. he walked out that door to come to the conference. Now,
2: what's it like walking back in that door? Uh, that's, That's a tough question because it's real life. He walks back into real life, and, and what usually happens is he goes home a little more confident, a little less shameful, yeah. a, l- a little more prepared for the battle. Right. But all weekend, he's had a wife sitting at home wondering what he's experiencing, wondering what it was like. For some wives, wondering if he even attended the sessions. So she's been going through some anxiety and stress through the weekend. Um, some guys walk back in the door expecting... Their wives to be giddy and excited to receive them. And some wives genuinely are. But more often not, the reality is they walk back into to home where there's still a wife who's hurt. She's very angry. She's distraught over what's happened. She's hopeful and excited about what he's learned, but also skeptical. Because for most guys, right. this isn't their first rodeo. This is the second iteration or the third iteration. And if you get defensive... The moment that you see, oh, her
1: excitement isn't matching my excitement Mm -hmm. or or she's not totally open to this healing thing, you need to get on the phone or you need to get face-to-face with somebody because this is understandable on her part. Normal. You're coming back saying, hey, honey, I am now ready to do what I told you I was going to do 10 years ago or 5 years ago or 20 years ago when we got married. I'm going to be faithful to you now. In in mind, body, heart, spirit. And you're probably going to look pretty good to some people. You're probably going to give your testimony at some time. And and people are going to admire you. And she's going to be sitting there going, hey, I've been sitting here and
2: nobody's admiring me. Mm -hmm. I got through this thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's a difficult journey. There's no... There's no way fans are butts about. It. It's a difficult journey. Part of what we do in the weekend is try to prepare the guys to go home and engage that space, mm-hmm. to be able to to walk alongside their wives and their wives' healing process as well while they're leading in their own healing process. And what I think is really important, we do a session on the wives, just on reconnecting with wives. That's that's what we dedicate mm-hmm. the whole hour to. And we talk about the reality of her grieving process and how to walk through that with them. Mm-hmm. We talked about the, the reality of her anger and how to receive that. We talk about learning to date her again mm-hmm. at some point in the process. Yeah. What I find, by and large, in, in my counseling practice as well as in my own life, is we are setting a model for our wives to follow. That if we will lead out in our healing journey and allow God to do a work in our lives, a lot of times our wives will come in behind us and follow their own healing journey and allow God to do a work in their lives. Yeah. And a uh, part of that healing journey
1: for her and for him, when things are uh, all put together the way we like to see it, they go to the New Life Weekend.
2: Excellent. Excellent if they'll do that. Yeah. The the wives track there is Every Heart Restored. That's just for wives mm-hmm. who have been through this kind of hurt. Yeah. And then in the Every Marriage Restored program, that's just EMB alumni yeah. led by one of the EMB counselors. So you're, you've got a familiar face there. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's a phenomenal weekend for them to do healing together as a couple. Now, you mentioned sustained victory.
1: I was speaking in Dallas the other day. A man came up to me, said, I went to Every Man's Battle a few years ago. Every Monday night, I'm on the phone with my Sustained
2: Victory group. What What is that all about? Uh, sustained Victory is the program that we developed uh, in response to what happens at the weekend. For a number of years, we would hold these weekends. They're phenomenal. And then guys would go home, and they would disperse, because we have guys from, from almost every state that attends these weekends. They would disperse and then have a real hard time connecting with a local church group, a local AA or SA group, things like that. Celebrate Recovery sometimes was even difficult for them. So we developed a program where when you leave the workshop, you stay connected with the group of guys mm. that you've spent the weekend with, that you've gone deep with, that, right. it, that you've shared your soul with, so that you stay together on daily phone calls as well as a weekly teleconference call that's facilitated by, again, one of the New Life counselors, one of the Everman's Battle mm-hmm. counselors. Yeah. Uh, it's a program where we work through step material to continue the healing that's begun. Because EMB The Weekend is really a launch pad. It's just the beginning of a long-term healing process. Right. So the sanctification journey plays out through the Sustained Victory Group by staying together with the guys that got you to this point.
1: And the reality of having a Sustained Victory Group means that we don't believe you get totally fixed on a weekend It's just an amazing change of direction or transformation of your life so
2: that you can move, finally move in the right direction. Yeah, that's right. And for a lot of wives, I hear consistently, wives count on their husbands being involved in those groups. Yeah. Because they get a sense of comfort and security knowing my husband is walking out this journey with a group of men who are helping him be accountable. He's learning from a professional that leads the call. Yeah. Wives come to depend on that as well. Mm Mm-hmm. All right.
1: So as we wrap up, uh, anything else that you think we need to communicate to either a man or a woman who is in this battle that absolutely rips the heart out of both people?
2: Mm -hmm. First, if you're a wife and you're listening to this, you need to know it's not your fault. Mm -hmm. It's not your his sexual integrity issues are not your fault. Nothing you could do or say lose weight, stop nagging, have more sex, have different sex. None of that stuff would make a difference. This is an issue that he struggles with. It's not about you. Well,
1: let me add this. You're in the relationship with him and his unfaithfulness. You'd say, well, he did this to me. Well, he did. He did it to you because you guys got married together and you're the one he was unfaithful to. So, yeah, he did it. But here's the bigger point. He most likely didn't do it at you. He didn't say, I'm going to go hurt my wife on purpose here, this person I've chosen to marry. He didn't do it to punish you, hurt you, whatever. He did it in spite of his love Mm -hmm. for you. And I know that's hard for many people to understand, but it happens. That's right. All right. Well, I just want to encourage people, if uh, anything we've said strikes a chord, there is a phone number, and it's 1-800-NEW-LIFE. You can call 1-800-NEW-HOPE, whatever you remember, just call it. Because on the other side of the embarrassment, the shame, the anger, the bitterness, on the other side of that is this one thing that people leave with, and that is hope. And Mm -hmm. we want a lot of people to experience that hope.
0: Great interview with Steve Arterburn and Jason Martinkus, Every Man's Battle. Hey, you're invited to attend. If you're a guy, you want to be there. April the 10th through the 12th, if you're a pastor or you know a pastor, Steve and New Life Live are offering free admittance to the Every Man's Battle Conference. That gift, and what a gift it is, includes meals, the teaching sessions, the small group sessions, the works. Check it out. Find out more. Sign up right now, faithtalk970.com. We'll see you there.